1: thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Cintia Campanini about learnings from the four-day workweek. Cynthia Campanini, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Zurich. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about the four-day work week. Uh, You are the vice president of people and culture at AWIN, and you've recently done a really great pilot with the four-day work week. And so we're going to talk about all the learnings from that, Uh, and really unpack that and explore it together. As we get started, I'll share a more complete bio uh, with everybody. Tintia Campanini is the Vice President of People and Culture at Awin a global affiliate marketing company, which has been recognized in various countries for its workplace culture and provides employees a variety of well-being initiatives, the four-day work week, a hybrid remote work regime, working from home subsidies, and more. She brings a wealth of experience in HR business partnering, change management, and people and culture transformation from global organizations in the media consulting and industrial sectors. And I could go on, but I'm going to pause there. Anything else you would like to highlight by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in?
0: well thank you Jonathan yeah, yeah indeed I've been lucky enough to do HR or people in culture as we call it at Awin, in different companies different industries in different countries as you said I'm based in Switzerland I'm originally Italian I used to live in Germany I lived in the US for a while um, and um, absolutely I love my job I'm Really committed uh, to it, and really passionate about bringing out the best in in every organization that our people, and finding that balance um, that is a recurring topic for me that really can make a business successful.
1: So why don't you give us more of a background now to Awin and this this four day work week pilot, uh, and then we can really start to unpack um, the learnings from that, and you know what went well, maybe what. Didn't go as expected that you tweaked uh, and and really how you're going to be moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, AWIN started a four-day-week pilot for all staff way earlier than uh, way before I joined, actually, uh, and way before it became uh, part of a larger pilot. For example, I know in the UK, there was a pilot that ran last year from June to December with 60-plus companies. AWIN introduced the 4 days week as a pilot uh, beginning of 2021, and then it was extended, so the trial phase was extended twice as we tweaked some of the of the details of it. And then started July first. It's become a um, just one of our benefit, our normal way of working. I would say uh, so. It's embedded in our uh, agreements with employees, and it's it's just really what we do in all of, of the thirteen countries where we're present. Um, To be clear, some people typically ask me, oh, you know, it doesn't mean the company shuts down on Fridays or anything like that. No, every employee chooses with their manager which day of the week they'll be taking off. And this can also change, obviously, based on business needs, personal circumstances. So we, of course, make sure we're committed to serving our customers. At any time, as you said, we're an affiliate marketing company, so we're in a way we're always on doing, um, doing uh, supporting our customers in growing their business through uh, online marketing campaigns. Uh, also, and this is one of the tweaks we introduced, um, we introduced the so-called peak times. At the moment, it's up to nine per year. So these are weeks during which employees can be asked to work five days a week, for example, around Black Friday or any other particularly busy times for e-commerce. Yeah. And now, as I said, this is a permanent benefit. Um, Since you mentioned, uh, you know, what, what have been the pros and cons in the learning. So the fact that we went from piloting it to adopting it as a permanent way of working already shows you that it's been quite successful so far. Uh, in particular, if I can name some numbers, because I, I love my data, um, we, um, we observe that so-called regrettable employee turnover has decreased by 33% compared to end of 2020 when it was introduced, sick leave days by 21%. Uh, I think this is a really interesting data point because it suggests that a shorter week um, helps people maintain their physical and mental health. We've also won several employee awards, Glassdoor, and and in different countries, our NPS scores from customers have gone up by twenty point seven percent. This is really crucial. From the beginning, we decided to not only monitor, you know, internal satisfaction, which is probably what you would largely expect, but also our business KPIs. Right, so our customers' NPS scores have gone up. And our gross profit compounded annual growth rate went up by about 13%. Needless to say, employees are happy. Uh, as a, just a, as a summary of it, an internal survey we did last year shows that the vast majority of employees not only feel less stressed and they feel like their mental health has improved, they also say they are more productive at work in the four days and that they believe the quality of their work has improved.
1: Those are amazing statistics. Great outcomes. Now in the U S when we talk about four day work weeks, a lot of times it means, you know, you're taking, you know, at a minimum 40 hours a week, maybe up to 60 plus hours a week. And now instead of doing it in five days, um, you're now you're just doing it in four days. So now you're working, uh, four, 10 day, four, 10 hour days, instead of five, 10 hour days. Is that how you've approached it? Or are you reducing, are you keeping, you know, an eight hour workday? You're just reducing it down to four.
0: Right, Um so we have left this relatively loose, right, in terms of both contractually, because on the one hand, this the goal would not to be, you know, for people to work ten hours a day over four days, even assuming just the forty days week, um, that would not be the goal. But realistically, there had to be a learning curve, right? You. You, you can't expect necessarily to pack the amount of work of five days into four without any changes. So in parallel, we have worked massively on improving automation, on improving processes, on, in, on introducing new tools that support us being more effective. And really a key word here is um, flexibility. Some people might decide to work 10 hours a day for four days, and they're okay with that because they're so happy to have a three days weekend. Some people are so energized having a longer weekend that they are so productive and that's what the survey tells us that they don't really need to work uh, that much longer on the other four days so this is also largely something that each person chooses for themselves and we left it on purpose as much as we could we left it open right we don't want to tell you how many hours we need to work we give you the option to work by the way we call it flexi week so it's not necessarily four days it can be three days plus two half days you are free, whether it's a peak time or not, to do to, to work indeed on the fifth day if you feel that you know you were tired the day before or you feel like you really need to finish up something. So the key word here is really um, flexibility and trust, mutual trust that you will do what you know as an employee that you need to do. And another key concept here is a constant exchange between the employee and the manager and the company overall. We do a pulse survey every two weeks. And so if the employee feels that the four days week is not really helping their case, it's really crucial for them to speak with their manager, with their people and culture business partner and say, why is the amount of work just so much that it's not manageable in four days? But if that's the case, probably it was a problem to begin with, with the five days week. I may also point out, in terms of our footprint, we are a very international company. Our headquarters are in Berlin, Germany, uh, one of our largest locations in London. So AWIN was created by merging a company in Berlin with a company in London. We do have uh, offices in the U.S. as well and in uh, several other countries, a total of 13 countries. But um, maybe it helps that the European working culture is typically a little bit more orientated toward works-life balance. We have a works council in Germany, for example, and we, we, Uh, constantly discuss with them and uh, work-life balance is one of the super important concepts in many European cultures I don't want to generalize too much because Europe is very diverse the US are also diverse I know but in Europe you really have even from a labor law standpoint very different traditions but it does help that some of our countries where we have very strong roots tend to have a culture that is you know pretty much oriented towards balance. Yeah, of course, you have to work a lot and be productive, but you're probably going to be more productive if you have enough time to recharge.
1: Absolutely. And one of the reasons I ask is because there's a lot of research that sh- that shows um, not only the benefits of, of moving to a four day or kind of more flexible work um, schedule and, and arrangement, but also within a given day. You know, there's studies out of Harvard, MIT and other places, you know, that suggest You know, the workday maybe should be more like six hours instead of eight hours, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. Studies that suggest that, you know, in a knowledge economy, when people are doing really heavy knowledge work, strategic work, really creative work, that really you're not getting much more than two to three hours out of a person doing that kind of work a day Um, because we just, that's just not the way we function. Um, uh, And so, it's interesting I, I I appreciate your approach. you know, so in the us when I hear about someone just moving to you know four tens instead of five eights, uh, I'm thinking, okay, that's great. I, I think people will like having that day off, having a three day weekend, having more time with family and friends, etc. but are how productive are they being in those days where they're working ten hours? Um, now, sometimes, you know, sometimes you work 10 hours. Sometimes you work 12, 14 hours. Um, everyone has those experiences. But if you're consistently always working 10 hours, the average person, are they really going to be super productive during those 10 hours? And so I appreciate your approach uh, of just essentially outlining, you know, the this this is what your job is. This is what needs to get done. We're going to trust you. We're going to give you flexibility your work needs to be done. It needs to be done. Well, it needs to be done at high quality, um, but ultimately it's between you and your boss to figure out, you know, what your work arrangement is going to be. We're going to provide the flexibility. And, you know, if you work in 10 hours, four days a week, and that's working for you. Great. If you're able to do really great work, but you get it done, you know, and you're, you're working 32 hours a week because you're only working four eights. Great. And I suspect, you know, some people are, are, doing more, you know, half days throughout the week. So they just have more time every day. Uh, and and I suppose it, it doesn't ultimately matter. And, the you know, some types of jobs, it does matter when you when you're customer facing, you know, having a person working and covering customer service and those sorts of things that matters. But a lot of knowledge work, it doesn't really matter when or where you work, it doesn't matter how long you work, as long as you're good at your job and productive and effective. Um, and so all of this, I I really like your approach because it's it's demonstrating a shift in the mentality, kind of the old norms around work design, and suggesting perhaps there's a better way where we can not only lean into self care and work life balance and work life integration and 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 helping our people to be healthy mentally and physically, but they're going to be more productive. Like I just I'm going to perform at a higher level when I'm well rested, when I've taken care of myself, and I may not be putting in as many hours, but I'm producing more, right? And that's a mindset shift that a lot of organizations still are struggling with. And a lot of leaders, especially those from kind of the old school mentality are still struggling with to in to grapple with.
0: Yeah, and in, you touched upon a very important point, what you call knowledge work. I have to say at AWIN, we are, let's say, a a purely, let, let's call it white-collar company, right? We are not in the manufacturing sector. We don't have factories. And I say this because this is crucial. Our work mentality is still largely rooted in the Industrial Revolution, where, yeah, that type of job does give you a more direct correspondence or a proportional relationship between the amount of hours you put in and the amount of output. And even there, we could question, right, whether a blue-collar worker after 10 hours is not too exhausted to actually do their job properly. But in that case, there is a more, uh, there is a proportionality there. When it comes to, as you call it, knowledge work, and, and a lot of the jobs we have at AWIN, some of them require a lot of creativity. They might require managerial savviness. They might require um a certain type of of uh, yeah creativity and more just knowledge um, in that case, this proportionality is just not there or it is up to a certain point and then it, it plateaus, right? So as you said, after six hours, your brain is not going to be as productive as it was six hours ago, no matter how much you, you want to think that you should still put in more hours. So exactly. So I always say uh, this might not work for every company out there. It depends largely on the business model, on the type of jobs you have. Uh, it definitely does work for a, a tech company that also has the luxury, if you will, like we do to work very um, internationally uh, to have a hybrid work model, which if you want, I can tell you more about. But what we call Flexi Week um, is also mirrored in our what we call Flexi Office policy. So we also grant a lot of flexibility in terms of where people work from yeah and I would like to add one more thing when you said earlier uh, very correctly in my view you said you know people are going to be more uh, well rested so they're going to be more productive while they work they're also going to be more engaged because they're going to be thankful to their employer they're going to want to stay maybe even for a salary that's not the best the highest salary out there they're going to want to stay even if a head gives them a call they're going to want to give you back as an employer because you're giving them a lot of trust and flexibility.
1: Yeah, I love that. And and the these elements go hand in hand. The the flexi week as you describe it. So flexible work arrangements, um, hybrid remote options, uh, distributed teams, uh, four-day work weeks, you know, all of this, I think the bottom line is adaptability and flexibility, right? Uh, and and whether, you know, if for anyone in the audience, whether your organization is ever going to get re- their heads around this idea of a four-day week, whether you term it that way, whether you end up working that way or not, I think the bottom line here is flexibility. We need to be adaptive. We need to be flexible. We need to be responsive to the needs of our people, uh, not only so we're taking care of them and they're given the chance to perform well, but if we're going to attract and retain good people, in this modern labor market, it's just a requirement. There's no way around it. We're not going to get good people. We're not going to retain good people um, if if we're too rigid. Uh, and so many organizations, especially in the US, I mean, so many organizations are trying to just get people back to the office. They're like, we did this thing for three years. Now we just want people back. Everyone come back. And they're struggling. Like People have shifted their expectations around work They want more flexibility. And it doesn't mean that people don't want to be back in the office. I I think most people like a variety. They like working from home sometimes. They like being able to work anywhere sometimes. But they also like some time in the office. That's why hybrid is so wonderful. Uh, You get the best of every world. Uh, And so just let's think about flexibility. Maybe for your organization, that means some form of flex week, uh, four-day work week. Maybe it doesn't. But I think all of us can probably build in more flexibility to the way we approach work design and, the, and how we're approaching trying to get the most out of our, our teams and helping giving them the best chance to be productive, effective, and ultimately just do cool stuff, creative, innovative stuff that's going to add value to the market.
0: absolutely and uh, this is an interesting point the fact that true a lot of people also here in Europe or a lot of companies sorry are starting to call people back uh, into the office at least a few days a week uh, it is also true and we have to, to point it out that we're coming from a few years uh, of uh, very low unemployment rates in many countries I will say western countries they've been at all-time lows yeah. uh, it was an employee's market there's a this this book by uh, the CEO of Stepstone Um about the, uh, it's in. an untranslatable German word, but basically the word for unemployment in German is um it means lack of work, and that word that he coined is lack of workers. Yeah, so it's a there, there's a broader perspective to this, but long story short, we all know we're coming from a few years where employees, especially in the tech sector, let's see in the white collar world, felt very much empowered, right? There's um there's a lot of jobs and they can make their choice. So they have raised their expectations towards employers, right? They can afford to be picky and the younger generations, the late millennials, Generation Z, they have uh, a particularly high expectation towards their employer. There's the sense that the employer has to really be people centric, has to have a bigger purpose, has to offer a lot of perks as well, right? To bring it down to a very pragmatic level. Now, it is true that we're starting to see a shift. I think it's important to acknowledge that. All the you know, the layoffs, especially in in, in the US, in many tech companies, it's happening in Europe as well in a a different way, because European law is also in general, very protect, much more protected than the employee than it is in the US, for example. But uh, this is shifting a little bit. So I already see um, some, you know, some tension rising there in the employer in the employees market where suddenly maybe you don't have three job offers at the same time right and if you get one, you don't have that much space to negotiate for certain benefits or, or certain things so there is a benefit a balance again I go back to balance to be found there. Another aspect um, that it's been one of our learnings from the Flexi Week and from our very flexible, as we call it, Flexi Office, is that what you were saying before, the appreciation, the fact that people feel loyal and appreciative that the company's giving them all of this and treating them like adults, really, it tends to be subject to, I don't know if, you, if you've if you heard of the hedonic adaptation concept or the hedonic treadmill, Right. Um, and we see a bit of a difference. As I mentioned, we have a, a bi weekly PAL survey or engagement survey. And we do see, obviously, it's anonymous, but we can see the demographics, right? We can split up the results by tenure and, and by age group and all that. And we do see that, you know, boomers, Generation X, and oh, let's say uh, early millennials, so to speak, they are still very proud and very happy because they were there before the pandemic. They were there when it was normal to work five days a week. They know how special it is that we have the four days a week they know how special it is that we are still giving employees a huge amount of flexibility so we still have the nice offices but most managers let their employees decide when they're going to go to the office and, and when they won't Um, And then we have the younger generations that maybe entered the workforce shortly before the pandemic, or even during the pandemic. And for them, I don't want to say that they take it for granted, but this is also not seen as the huge benefit, as that, uh, you know, competitive advantage that my generation might see it as, so to speak. Yeah. So this is um, interesting. And I think the key to this is, again, to go back to balance and to transparency. We do have employees sometimes that ask us about, you know, the three days week, or why do we have the nine peak times a year? And there, I mean, it's a legitimate question. I I would never want to say, oh, the younger generations are spoiled or entitled. That's not it. It is simply a matter of, you know, the world they've come to know, and the world that, that we still have to live in, right? There's a lot of talk. I was at the CHRO conference the other day and there was a lot of talk around the three P's, people, purpose, and profit, and how the younger generations think that people and purpose should be in the center. And I absolutely subscribe to that. To that, But as an HR executive, I have to say without the third P, without profit, uh, there's not gonna be any money for anybody's salary, for anybody's benefit. So we need to go back, to go. I would say back to this concept of of balance. And you reach that through transparency to saying, uh, we're already giving you a lot. We can't give you more than this right now. Also, because, you know, a lot of countries are on the verge of an, of a gloomy recession. And so I find that this open dialogue, this reality check that you need to have constantly on how to balance the three Ps is really crucial, especially as we have different generations in the workforce.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well said this has just been a great conversation. It's been a really fun to learn more about AWIN and what you're doing, uh, all the really cool things. And I applaud you for the good work and in the forward thinking progressive approach that you're taking to work design and flexibility for your workers. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
0: Uh, thank you. Absolutely. So um happy for you to connect with me on LinkedIn on Cinzia Campanini. Uh, I'm not very active on other social media because, as a uh, as someone as a neuropsychologist by background, a few years ago I decided to give it a try and shut down most of my social media and see if that helps with some of the social anxiety, and it did. But I I, I am on LinkedIn pretty much every day, so everyone is absolutely uh, welcome to connect with me on there. I recently gave an interview also covering some of these topics, so if they want to find out more, they'll find it linked there. And other than that, please check out our Awin webpage. There is a nice infographic covering. Some of the things that I told you today about the Flexi Week, four days week, and um, definitely you can find out more there.
1: Wonderful! It has been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience again to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Cynthia can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. <laughs> you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations podcast.